It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by TeePublic.com for the t-shirt lovers and the t-shirt designers who like to have fun, laugh, look good, feel comfortable, get good jobs, get sweaty dancing, and go home with someone who also does those things. And we love TeePublic.com so much that we created our own store with all of our fun t-shirts and everything on TeePublic, including the BGN Radio store right now is on sale. $14 for all of the t-shirts that we have on there. Just go to bgnradio.com, click on the store, and everything is there for you. Also, 15 to 25% off right now of all the accessories, mugs, stickers, phone cases, onesies, and a lot more. Just head to tpublic.com or, again, to bgnradio.com and click on the store. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Anyone that wants to doubt me, I'm just it just fuels a fire, you know, and um, I'm just ready to prove anybody wrong and um, prove people right, the people that believed in me. So I'm ready, ready to go. Oh, what's going on? Bleeding Green Nation. We are live, live, live on the Facebook.com and on the replay. Whether you're subscribing on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, all of those fun things, it's right here on Bleeding Green Nation and also BGNRadio.com. As we are, uh, we're just hanging out. It is it is time for probably the most uh, the most realist. Yeah, let's go with that. The most realist part of the preseason, as it's the third preseason game. You would hope to expect that Wentz and company are going to go here for. You know, at least at least two and a half quarters, three quarters, or maybe they're blowing the doors off the Dolphins so much that it really won't matter, and they can wrap up uh, wrap up shop and be ready to go here. So uh, we're going to go through the uh, the six things, six players that we're looking at, because it is going to be a, a pretty intense battle when we're I wouldn't even say bubble guys at this point, just trying to figure out who's going to be the next guy up uh, in a lot of different spots. Should be pretty interesting. We'll get into some bubble guys as well, because as we all know, the uh, the fourth preseason game is not as entertaining. But what is entertaining is our good friend, and we'd like to welcome back to the program once more, Mr. Matt Daring, hanging out with us this afternoon. Matt, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Hey, Johnny. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing much. And, of course, uh, not the professor and uh, really just the Charlie Day impressionist that uh, he can't get rid of no matter how different he talks. It's Mr. James Seltzer. What's happening, pal? 
John, I, I'm not, I've gone past impressionist. I am Charlie Day now. I, I've come to that conclusion that is what it is. I'm officially Charlie Day. Yeah, you blew right past Charlie stuff. Day impressionist I, my, to Charlie Day cubist. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. being Charlie Day. Uh, sadly, I don't have as much money as him, but we're working on it. <laughs> uh, I apologize to the Facebook folks. I don't think our, our thing was uh, was going there, but... Uh, maybe uh, maybe they can hear us now. I don't know. <laughs> so I apologize for that, but I'm glad that James and uh, and Matt are here uh, with us right now. And, fellas, let's get right into that as far as just kind of what we're looking for in this game. And, and throughout this week, and we've talked about it on the uh, on the dailies uh, a lot of the time here on BJNRadio.com, is just, you know, uh, really it started with the running backs. And whether it was Corey Clement or whether it was LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, Donnell Pumphrey, there's been a lot of different theories, and Matt, you kind of you kind of ignited the fire in the text thread as far as having an idea about Donnell Pumphrey or whatever. <laughs> kind of, kind of, maybe he ends up on Phantom IR, and the, and they have to make a, a decision through that. So does does Donnell Pumphrey really have to show a, a bunch during this thir- third preseason game, or do you think that it's more towards the the offensive line and more towards you know, just uh, just th- that, and we're really kind of overreacting to some of this. Or do you think that Donald Pumphrey's fighting for a roster spot here? Uh, geez, I don't know. I think they want to keep him, right? So I would think that he's just got to go out there and he's got to show a little bit of something, you know, a couple of positive plays or lay a dude out in pass protection or something like that. But I think that, um, yeah, I mean, they want to keep him. They drafted him. They They probably like him. They want him to do well. So I think that when you're sort of talking about him, he, I think he kind of wins by default. You know, you come and you say, oh, Corey Clement, you had all that run. Yeah, okay, yeah. Then Pumphrey, he had this, though. And, you know, check it out. He had that great catch on third down and he yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he blew up the guy. And yet, I think that um, ultimately, uh, I think it would take a lot for him to land on IR uh, or out, outside looking in just because they did draft him so high. But uh, I guess you can't rule it out. Yeah, you can't rule it out. And, James, what is uh... – what what is your thoughts on uh, on this whole running back situation? I think that you know the Legarrette Blunt thing was a little overblown here, and uh, it just kind of and <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe some people took some liberties. Let's just say that. So, uh, what's your feeling on on Legarrette Blunt and his future? It seemed like Doug Peterson pretty much uh, you know destroyed most of the speculation on that yesterday in his press conference. Yeah, well, we've been saying on BGN Radio uh, pretty much nonstop to. Not buy into the Legarrette Blunt is not going to make the Eagles talk, and uh, even before uh, certain NFL, uh, you know, experts or whatever you want to call them, or national guys, uh, chimed in with it. Um, it I, I've not at any point thought Legarrette Blunt was not going to make this team, and at no point have I overreacted to what I've seen in the preseason. I didn't expect Legarrette Blunt to come out and be super fast. Um, you know, he is what he is. Um, and I'm not going to kill the guy for, you know, look, I think he probably needs to be in better shape. I think he probably came into camp a little out of shape and, um, you know, he hasn't practiced quite enough to play himself back into shape. I think that's going to happen. Um, so uh, zero worries for me on the LeGarrette blunt front. Uh, I also agree with Matt. I think Donald Pumphrey's making this team. Uh, I think everyone needs to prepare themselves for Corey Clement to be Henry Josie. That <laughs> yeah, is happening, yeah. guys. Like uh, Clement has done it against second and third teamers. You know, it's not something to get carried away with. And and Pumphrey just gives them so much versatility, gives them special teams options, gives them a backup for Sproles in those types of roles. Um, I don't think Donald Pumphrey looks ready for the NFL yet from a body physique standpoint, but I think they're going to, you know, try and have him put some muscle on and all that type of stuff. But I think that, you know, they traded up for him in the fourth round. Yeah. I don't think they're going to let, uh, you know, a couple 
you know, down preseason showings in his first action with guys that big and that fast uh, dissuade them if they believed in him in the first place. Yeah, I, I do too. At, at the end of the day, I think that's the the coaches. I mean, you know, they <laughs> you keep coming back to well, they they drafted up for him, and even if he's you know got to take some time to kind of get in there and and figure out what what is best. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting though yesterday when we were talking to Donnell Pumphrey in the locker room, he verbally said that you know he lost a little confidence in himself through this process and I don't know if it's from the last two games or you know whatever it is but I I, I was I was shocked that he came out and said that because he seems like the type of guy that's very level-headed and will just move on to the next thing and this is a guy that broke you know Marshall folks uh in college records so you know I, I don't know I it'll I think it'll be interesting I think it's still a little more up in the air than people might give it credit for and honestly just looking at Donnell Pumphrey um at practice every day and just in the games, I don't see that huge burst when you turned on, you know, the San Diego State tape and saw him like being a, a humongous kind of playmaker coming through there. I also don't think Corey Clement is still anything special. I'm, I'm I agree with the rest of the guys. I think that he's totally Henry Jose. And when when Deuce Staley says you're a Hyundai uh, or a Honda Accord, it means you're you're not that special, you know. I mean, you're just you're just kind of a guy, and that's how I viewed him and. He's he's had a fantastic camp. He's done everything right, but um, I'm pretty sure that uh, he's still on the way out, regardless of all our different theories and things like that. So, uh, Matt, who else are you uh, are you really paying attention to Eagles wise as they go into this uh, ever pivotal uh, pivotal? Yeah, sure, pivotal third preseason game here. Um, well, I had two guys. I think uh, I think the one guy I want to see is, uh, and this is sort of a little bit out there, but I think Alex McAllister. He's got a chance to make interesting. This team. Um. Yeah, I think I think when we look at it, I mean, even as we look down this list of the of the guys who are on the team, uh, I think that they'll probably keep five. So who's the fifth? Is it either going? It's either going to be McAllister or it's going to be Stephen Means. And I think that there's a discussion to be had there. I I, I kind of think, and this is you, you know who knows, but Stephen Means, um, he hasn't been he he doesn't really played a lot. And uh, when he does play, you know, he just doesn't play a lot. But but he's been around. I think that people sort of have this mistaken assumption that he is like a uh, um, this this like fresh guy, like some UDFA from last year. It was the first time he'd ever heard of it. But he's actually he's going to be 27 here like next week. So happy birthday. But um, <laughs> that's not exactly he's not exactly a spring chicken. So I think when you're talking about we have this dude with incredibly long arms and maybe he still needs to put on some weight. I mean, he definitely does. Uh, Not maybe, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got incredibly long arms, but he's got he's got pass rush skills, and he can do it. And he's 23. Where you got Stephen Means, who spent like seven years on the Bucks, not doing anything, and then two years here, not doing anything. Um, I think that the tie has to go to to Alex McAllister, and I think that he gets that final roster spot. And I think that could be kind of interesting because he's like he's like a weird dude, right? Like, there's not a lot of guys out there. How do you practice against that? The guy has the longest arms ever at the combine for anybody at his position. I mean, that's um, that's like some really remarkable stuff. I mean, the dude, you could have him you could have him blocked up. He'll just reach over your shoulder and sack the quarterback. So I, I think that um, that's somebody to keep an eye on, you know, and especially if he has a big show, because like I said, I sort of suspect it's the same kind of thing with Means and, and McAllister that they want to keep McAllister. They spent a draft pick on him and he's 23 and, and over Stephen Means, who they just found and is 27. Yeah, I uh, it'll be, I think that'll be interesting to see how that, that kind of happens. McAllister's actually jumped out a little bit more uh, this uh, during training camp. You can obviously see that he's put on a little more weight, uh, and he's going to be more of a, of a speed rusher. He's still kind of like way behind on hand techniques and 
all of that. And I, I know they're not they're not secure on, on Stephen Means either. Uh, but I would uh, that's it's going to be kind of an interesting battle. What happens? I think McAllister ends up on the practice squad, and they just kind of keep working with him and keep going along there. But uh, yeah, Stephen Means is no spring chicken, and I don't know James numbers wise. I don't know how many pass rushers they're actually going to keep on here. So. Uh, you know, you have Barnett, obviously, Vinnie Curry, and then you know Graham and Long, and and past that, you know, you're gonna you're gonna keep at least five of them. So uh, more than likely, Stephen Means makes this roster, but um, you know, would they do more than five? I don't think so. Even though you know, John, I, I am a, a big Stephen Means guy because Stephen Means business. Um, I, I love saying that every time. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm with Matt. I, I think it is. I, I agree with Matt in the sense that I think the the prevailing, you know, uh, thought on on means is that he's younger and kind of just an undrafted guy. But I don't think people realize his age. And and um, I, I think that's a good point. But I think that McAllister will make it through to the practice squad. He was on the practice squad last year. I think it's far more likely means makes the team. You know, he's more helpful right away. Uh, and look, uh, he was on IR flashed. last year, by the way. McAllister was. All right. Well, yeah. they. Oh, yeah. The then, Phantom IR. There it is. Yeah. yeah not, Phantom not the IR. One. You're right. Good point. <laughs> Um, either way, I think Means gives you more. Now he's flashed more in games, in preseason games, from what we've seen. Um, I don't think they keep six. I think there are just too many tight decisions. Yeah, of course he flashed roster. in preseason games. He's 27. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, and in, and in games, too, you I might want to make add. a little bet, I'll, I'll, I'll make you a bet. I'll, I'll bet <laughs> you same that Means makes see, it over Dallas the Thomas, Nigel yeah, Bradham. let's make a bet. I'll bet you a Woodrow's cheesesteak, the best cheesesteak in the land. <laughs> that, the same uh, age as Right, so are you going to take the bet or not? I'm, yeah, I'm taking Steven the bet. I'm just listing Roster, guys. Alice McAllister. Let's go. <laughs> the same as Lane Johnson, Rodney McLeod. This is fun. Yeah, but uh, like uh, Alex McAllister <laughs> also has to like do something. So that's that's yeah, that's he's 239 <laughs> pounds. We're in no, there's no way he's actually there's no that way size. Still 39 pounds. All right. Well, he's 245 max. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, he's he's a fastball for sure. But like, I just don't see how you're just like, oh, well, let's like. Try to hope and squeeze the two sacks out of, uh, out of Stephen Means and like, yeah, that'll be cool. Like, I don't know, man. He's just like a good dude, right? Just a dude. Guys. Yeah, I, well, the, yeah, but I, I mean, short to rotate guys. If they're gonna have a fifth guy, that guy is gonna see playing time at times, and I think that they trust Stephen Means to play more than Alex McAllister. Yeah, I, I, I still think that like, even if you're gonna go with he's just the guy theory, they're both just kind of just the guys, you know. So yeah, maybe. But, but I, mean, I, I think that I think that the same thing when we talk about the running backs, right? Where if it's not yeah. Corey Clement, then it'll just be some guy, right? You know, like. I mean, if they don't feel like Corey Clement is like has made this team, then like they should they'll probably go out and either find a vet or like find whatever or do some sort of like stupid piddly trade for a guy that nobody likes, you know, like from the guy from the Jets, you know, or Matt Forte or somebody like that. Like that's the sort <laughs> of thing that like, you know, that you're doing. I don't think that like these, either of these guys have really made a big case. But if it came up to me, I would definitely keep the guy who's got that weird, crazy Gumby body and is 23 over the dude <laughs> who just shows up to work and is 27. Uh, I, I will say that... Yeah, You're an ageist, Matt. You're an ageist. An ageist, and I will, I'll will uh, I'll double that. I'll take odds on that bet, actually. We'll triple up uh, Woodrow's cheese sticks because I don't think McAllister's quite going to make it. I think he, they find a... They, st they stash him somewhere because, you know, there's uh, there are some good things that he really does. Uh, it's it's just transferring over from you know do you want speed or do you want technique between those two guys uh, uh, to kind of go in there and do that uh, you know yeah we got a guy in the we got a guy in the chat room I think is uh, one of Stephen Means' uh, cousins is it because he's yeah he's getting really mad at me <laughs> uh, well is it, is it Caleb Yo, oh yeah hey, actually it's Caleb he's saying you're insane and I agree Matt Daring's insane 
for uh, for for believing that Stephen Means just just some guy. Uh, I'm gonna like all these posts. <laughs> but uh, I, I, with that, I know that we're also just I, I'm paying attention to uh, a lot of the, the 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 linebackers. Excuse me, because I'm not I'm not seeing too much of of anything. You know, you have Nate Gary, who's I, I still don't know. I mean, like there, <laughs> Jim Schwartz seems to like him. I, I really don't see how he could just fill in as a will. And look, I'm not. It, it, we, we have this conversation a lot. There's no depth guys on, on any roster that's you know going to be going to be a starter here. But um, it's just, fellas, I got to tell you, there is so much. As, as much as we want to say, like Michael Kendricks is a liability in coverage, and he still is. He's uh, way less of a <laughs> of a, a liability between a lot of the guys that I've seen out there throughout camp. Uh, Nate's included in that. Uh, Joe Walker is including in that. Uh, um, you know, not, even Najee Good, God bless his soul, friend of the show, who's who's nice. But uh, I, the the more and more I think about this, I I can't unless I, I don't know who is going to step in at, at linebacker. I really don't. And you know, uh, Gruje Hill is another one that Brandon Lee Gowton's favorite guys. That's third on the depth chart when it comes to the Will linebacker spot. I I don't really know what they're going to do here, James. I don't. I you could. You could mix all these names up and throw them in the air and just being like, yeah, sure, he's going to be the backup uh, Will linebacker. And I have no idea what they're going to do. So that's that's what I'm looking at throughout uh, the, the last two games here. I have no idea who's going to back up Michael Kendricks. Do you have any clue on who who you would like to see out there? It's a, it's a great question. And let us not forget, Gruget Hill might be third on the depth chart, but he's first in Brandon that's, Lee Gunn's heart. That's Don't 100%. forget that. Yes. Um, uh, no, it's, it's, we, uh, like, this has been something that at least I know I've kind of harped on a lot in the offseason was one of the kind of, you know, things we haven't talked enough about is, is the depth at linebacker. And I totally agree with your point, John, especially a position that the Eagles have historically undervalued and now that there's an Andy Reid tree guy how weird is it to say an Andy Reid tree like he's got a coaching tree underneath him uh an Andy Reid tree guy is um is here so you know it's not that surprising that the linebacker position seems to um not uh, at least in terms of depth be as valued um I, I'm I don't first of all I agree with your point I think Michael Kendricks has to be here almost at this point which is crazy yeah. Nate Gary uh not ready I mean changing from safety to linebacker in your rookie season is tough enough um I, I don't think he's physically there yet either Joe Walker I think it just fits better in the middle I, I think that's kind of what we're seeing and and I I like Joe Walker yeah. um but he's he's not there yet and we've talked a little bit about it. I don't know if he looks a hundred percent back like he he says he is but i don't know if he trusts it fully it still looks a little tentative at times um so yeah man i i think Rouge hill might actually end up being your backup but will i i don't know i mean he's certainly looked the best in the games but man um john i, I think it's a, a position uh like a, a in terms of depth on this roster now um it might be their their weakest position of depth all of a sudden right there I guess with cornerbacks still depending on how some guys play yeah I mean speaking of names in a hat and and just guys here Matt there's a ton of just guys with with, uh, with the linebacking core is there anybody that you really want to see kind of stick out in this third preseason game uh sure I think Nate Jerry is another one of those guys where he could really make a statement right I mean if we are accepting the premise that it's going to be what Kendricks Bradham and uh, Hicks and Good, those are f those four guys are locks, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then I think we're talking about you know Jerry. There's a cherry and a Jerry. Ugh, yeah. I love this time of year. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think that I think when you're talking about Jerry and Walker, I don't know. I mean, like one of these guys has to be something, right? Uh, so just figure out which one of them it is. By be um, something, you mean make the team? Yeah. yeah. And like, okay. Because um, none, none of them has tonight. to be something. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but one, one of them has to show up tonight, right? So I think yeah. I think again, they'd probably like for it to be Nate Jerry. Um, maybe they really like Grugier Hill. I also think that um, when you talk about. Uh, you know, it could be kind of interesting what what sorts of plans they have. You know, are they going to move to like big nickel where they have Nate Jerry kind of being at safety backer kind of thing? The thing that people always claim that Dayon Buchanan does really well. You know, are they going to sort of <laughs> Zing. talk? Uh, talk... I love the way you said that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like any of us watch Dayon Buchanan. Um, <laughs> so but like, you know, like that kind of thing. It, it, there's like a lot of coaching, especially with the linebacker position. So are they going to sort of stick down the hill? Uh, it's interesting, even as I look at this, you know, Grugier Hill is listed at 220 and Jerry's listed at 218. Uh-huh. I don't know if, the, I don't know, you know, it's not, it's not, <laughs> not a huge difference if we're talking about like body development. Like Nate, Jerry, you got to have a big dinner and then you'll be able to. Then he's ready ahead, to but, go. Yeah, have a nice shake before you take the field. Yeah. But so I, I guess if we're talking about it, I don't know. I think that if those guys, if one of those guys really asserts himself too, it'll make Michael Kendricks a lot easier to to trade yeah. because uh, I don't know, man. I think Michael Kendricks sucks, right? Yeah. Like even I, not, if he's making plays and he's stuff. Okay. I'm just like, dude, you you're like kind of lucky, but like you really suck. He really sucks, right? And now, he doesn't suck. It's he's just okay. That's what I'm saying. Like he's okay. Uh, and that uh, you can't be you can't suck and well I shouldn't say that you can suck and be a yeah, starter. Yeah, you can def- but you can suck and do whatever you want, buddy. It's America. <laughs> I I still think if I mean if push really were to come to shove and it, it's a ridiculous deal, like it's a, if you're getting a, a third rounder, hell, I'd even say a fourth rounder for Michael Kendricks. You know, I guess Will Linebacker is going to be your weakest spot. You know, because you want to you want to make sure you can definitely get back into into day two next year. I think that's more important than holding on to Michael Kendricks and and look that might create you know who knows two hundred yard games for every freaking running back that comes through here. But I it, only if that happens. But you know, I don't know. Nate Jerry at least can tackle, so that's a good thing. And uh, he's got really good instincts. I, it's odd enough, and I've said this for a long time now. Uh, being a safety and not being able to cover is a weird, really weird thing. So I, I still haven't really seen that or felt like he's he's comfortable doing that yet. And maybe that's just a, a depth thing and being a different in a different spot. But definitely want to see something out of the linebackers. Matt, I'm going to stick with you. Uh, who else are you looking for as uh, they head into the third preseason game here, bud? Uh, I think that there's a sort of an interesting uh, vets versus not so vets kind of battle going on in the cornerback group. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when we talk about that, I think there's probably about four guys and I think probably they keep two of them. So I think we're talking about, uh, Ron Brooks, Patrick Robinson, CJ Smith and Aaron Grimes. Right. And by the way, speaking of guys who you think are young or not Aaron Grimes, but, uh, I think that <laughs> when we talk, when we talk about, uh, guys who they, uh, guys who they should keep, are they going to keep the sort of known quantities, these like guys who are okay, uh, or are they going to split the difference or what's going on? But I think that you pretty much can pencil in two of those guys to make the team. And of course, you know, there's always this uh, this wild card that they could just go and pick up somebody else's scrap heap, or if they if another team cuts a guy, hoping to stash him on the practice squad and they like him. But I really think that when we're talking about uh, where this group sits, those four guys, uh, two of them will stay. So I'm not sure how much any of them will play. I certainly would be surprised at how much Ron Brooks and Patrick Robinson play. Mm-hmm. So I think if you look at Aaron Grimes and C.J. Smith, if they can put on a good show, um, you know, there even if they're going against the ones or if they're going against the twos or whatever, I think that uh, that'll really help their team. But I, I think that's something that could be kind of interesting to watch because, you know, if these vets do play, these vets are playing for their jobs, right? These vets are probably playing for their future because if you're, you know, you're Ron Brooks and you get cut, I'm not sure how, how you're going to land somewhere else. What do I know? But um, <laughs> the, the, that's the sort of thing that I think could be kind of interesting. So who's going to play their butt off? Who's going to look like they want it? Um, 
and uh, you know, will it be Grimes and Smith and the quote unquote young guys? Uh, youngest being twenty four, I guess, and or will it be twenty six? I think and, I think Grimes is twenty six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grimes him. is twenty six. Just another just guy at twenty six. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not out here saying like let's cut <laughs> Russell Douglas and keep Aaron Grimes. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think that I think that that should be some a group. Or are you are you going to go with the the you know your Wiley vets your your Bills bias guys? Are you going to keep Ron Brooks? Are you going to keep Patrick? Yeah, Brown? I think there's a little bit of that going on, man. And it, I I do think James is as as practice went on and. Ron Brooks was starting to get hurt, and you know, then they—it's amazing how Ronald Darby just kind of shifted a bunch of things. And I still think that pretty much Patrick Robinson's on the way out, especially if you know, just like Matt was saying, Farron Grimes plays, plays his butt off, and, and Ron Brooks is healthy and he's out there playing. Well, that's easy. Then you just keep those two guys, and and uh, and Patrick Robinson, our, our good friend, are probably will become part of the legendary Eagles crew that you know just just we're here for a quick second in. Yeah, I still think Patrick Robinson is out, and I, I'm not. Again, I'm not sure if they're going to go with six corners here. We're going to go with five, uh, but for for that last spot, it's going to be pretty good. We can all rule out your favorite friend uh, Jalen Watkins at this point, but um, there's still some there's still some work to be done at the CB position. Yeah, John, you mean least favorite friend? Yeah, Jaylen least favorite Watkins. friend. There you, you go. You phrased right. that poorly there. Uh, no, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be represent. interesting. Yes, the I as I have said many times, and I will say until it doesn't happen, I never want to see Jalen Watkins play football in an Eagles uniform again. Uh, sadly, I'll at least have one more preseason game. I guess maybe two with that. But um, either way, I, yeah, I think it's interesting at the bottom of the roster or the bottom of the cornerback spot there. Um, Patrick Robinson, look, I'm. I think it's it's absolutely a possibility that he doesn't make this team. They didn't invest a lot in him. Obviously, a one year deal for not a lot of money. Um, he hasn't looked very good. Um, ultimately I think if he goes out and plays well enough, he'll make the team. Um, same thing with Ron Brooks, but Brooks, Brooks scares me, man. It's like, you know, all we know of Ron Brooks is injuries. We know nothing else. Um, so, you know, until I see him healthy and out there for a little while, I don't, I don't really have a ton of trust in Ron Brooks. So, um, you know, I think, I, I think CJ Smith, uh, probably the likeliest of those guys to, to you know, snag that roster spot from Robinson, but ultimately, I think you know if he doesn't make a fool of himself, I think Robinson <laughs> ends up with it. But along the idea with the corners, as my dogs are fighting in the background, which excellent. is terrific. They're they're getting um, fired up too. Excellent, they're going at it. yeah. Well, they, oh, there it is, there it is. Um, so either way, uh, one other thing with the cornerbacks, um, I you know I I think at the top it is interesting to watch as well. We know what Darby can do, but. Um, we've talked a lot about the limited action we've seen of Jalen Mills so far, and I, I've really uh, been impressed in very uh, small sample size. So I'm intrigued to see Mills play a little bit longer against a pretty good receiving group in Miami. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got, you know, uh, so far in the joint practices, they've uh, secondary's done pretty well. So you want to kind of see that spoil over uh, into uh, into this game. And look, Jake Hetler has has not looked, uh, or Cutler has not looked that sharp uh, coming into uh, practice and look, it's you know, I mean, he's smoking camel lights and expecting uh, expecting some uh, to be the same guy, and he's just he's just quite uh, he's not there to yet. Slims, right? Yeah, he's got maybe maybe Virginia Slims just to just to kind of keep maybe maybe towards uh, week one. Virginia taste. <laughs> that smooth. Yeah, Virginia I think taste. you should go go back to the Luckies from his heyday. <laughs> um, does, Lucky does strikes, Russell, no filter. Does Russell Douglas start over Jalen Mills if he has a good game? 
I don't no. think so. And that's I yeah, I, I, me th- neither. I think okay. I think that it is uh <laughs> that's it. They're they're pretty much very <laughs> Yeah, com- yeah, no, you guys are right. Yeah. <laughs> they're very comfortable hey, with it. I was that. just wondering if anybody thought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Rizal Douglas is going to be uh is probably gonna, just going to be yeah, that third corner for uh the foreseeable future. I would still like him to kind of I don't know. It it's, it's a good problem to have if Jalen Mills ends up being really good. I still think Rasul Douglas is going to take that over, you know, somewhere in the earlier part of the season. Hopefully I'm wrong on that, and he can kind of just keep developing and then doing his thing and uh, doing whatever. Um, uh, interestingly enough, as I'm you know, as I'm going over the, the depth chart with uh, with safeties and stuff, and James, I want to get to who else you're looking at here too, but uh, it, it, uh, there's really nothing that's going to happen. I think they're going to keep five safeties. You're going to see, obviously, you know, Jenkins and McLeod are a lock. Corey Graham, they gave a lot of money to. He's in. Terrence Brooks has played way too well, and you need your special teams guru in Chris Maragos. So I think those are your five safeties. You can say goodbye to Jalen Watkins, and uh, you can say yeah. goodbye to Trey Sullivan. So that's pretty much it. Like, I don't think there's anything that's going to be a, a movable force there, and I know uh, we're all excited with Trey Sullivan and the, and the massive hits there, but safeties are pretty much locked up. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're, we're all good there. Uh, James, who else are you looking at in this game? Uh, real quick, I'd oh, like yeah. to see them move Jalen Watkins to receiver. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's uh, just mm. give him give him five more chances to make this football team. Yeah, but James, who else are you looking at? Pal? Taylor Hart. Yeah, yeah. yeah Taylor yeah, Hart. By the way, oh whoa, Taylor whoa, Hart. that's that's my that's my surprise. Taylor Hart's going to make this football team. Bam! Oh my god! My no, you upset the dogs. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dogs. <laughs> not cool, man. They are not fans of Taylor Hart. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but it's a great question. Look, um, uh, one guy, uh, two guys that pop in. Uh, um, offensively uh Aguilar I uh, just because you know a little bit of extended time that full team offense if he's going to be the slot guy I want to see him get some real reps out there and look as I've said I'm not going to believe anything I see from that guy until I see it in multiple NFL <laughs> games mm-hmm. non-preseason games in a row but I'm willing to, to believe like I said after the last game he looked better I want to see something but um on a uh, a larger scale, uh, I totally just forgot the name I was about to say. Oh, um, <laughs> Wendell Smallwood. I mean, yeah. all we've heard out of camp is is you know when he's practicing, he is easily the best running back back there. Um, I want to see Wendell Smallwood. I think that's a really interesting situation with him and obviously Blunt. Yeah, uh, that's. Um, I think of of all the all the kind of the the running back situation, Wendell Smallwood's probably the most intriguing, and there is. You know, uh, I I don't know. I, I'm I we I would be completely blown away if he starts to look like an RB one. But hell, I mean that's that's fantastic if he ends up you know edging out and taking you over. Imagine, yeah, just like all, all this all this fighting about Corey Clement and, yep. and Blunt and all of a sudden it's like oh well here here you go here's here's Wendell Smallwood and he's carrying <laughs> you know twenty two times a game or whatever it is or seventeen times a game and he's good to go. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see that too and. I don't know, man. I haven't, I haven't heard you say much about uh, Smallwood. Are you, I, you, you like him? You, you expecting big things out of him, or is uh, wh- what's your take on uh, Wendell Smallwood in this offense this year? God, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think he, same. That's <laughs> why we bring you Matt Daring. <laughs> hey, um, it's honesty. You know, I don't know. I mean, what are, what are we supposed to make of it? I haven't, I haven't seen him in practice. Has he played in the preseason at all? Um, uh, no, yeah. I don't think so. I didn't, he is I not think so either. I guess I'd be surprised if he played again. Right. I mean, yeah. I th- are they saying he's going to go? I guess I'd really think that he would 
come in for a couple of series as a most and they'd say, okay, kid, good job. You know, really they might yank him after his first 12 yard run. Right. Um, it's hard to be excited about that, but we're not there. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's doing. And, and if he, I guess if he's playing well enough in practice, that's good enough for the coaches. But I, I don't know how you could go in and be like, yes, the guy. Um, no, he might and, still and be I don't good. Think I mean, we're I doing think that. that. He, <laughs> good. Right. Well, but I don't, I think he's shown something. Yeah. Um, a little bit. But I think it's hard for us to be like, yes, RB1 right here. I definitely don't think that he uh, is that at the moment. But I don't know. This feels like this is a, a big trap to me. Uh, <laughs> big trap. Yes, we set Matt up for. Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't know. What are you, what are you, is, pro- is he probably the most controversial guy on the team right now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's. I think Corey I think Clement, Laguerre. I think, I think the running back position as a whole is. You know, when you look at the blunt stuff this week and then, yeah, everybody you know, Clement, to... Clement yeah, yeah. just right on Henry Josie's heels. And uh, and then the small wood, the kind of mystery of like, you know, if you're the average fan who just watches the preseason and, you know, saw, you know, Wendell Smallwood flash a little bit, but also make some really dumb mistakes last year. Yeah. You know, maybe you look at Corey Clement and you're like, why would we keep Smallwood over this guy? <laughs> you know, so like, I, I get it. I think there is some at least intri- intrigue out there to actually see Smallwood in year two and see if there's something there. And that's the thing with like running back by committees. Everybody's going to have their guy. Every single yep. person, every single analyst, every single fan, every single like, oh, that's that's my guy. He's really gonna come and and do this thing, and everybody's just gonna play tag with everybody else. So, like, oh yeah, we call that the Lamar Miller effect. Yes, right? exactly. All the, all the fantasy guys are going nuts about his <laughs> average points per touch. Yeah, <laughs> woo, look out, and then yeah. and then nothing. Uh, so, mm. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same way. So like at first it was I don't know if everybody remembers, but it was it was Corey Clement versus Garrett Blunt at one point. And people are going, well, couldn't you just switch him out if they, you know, he doesn't have to cut? And then it switched over to, you know, whoever. Well, Smallwood's not going to make this team, and that's why Corey Clement's going to come in. Like, Corey Clement has played tag with every single running back throughout the entire offseason. It's amazing how that happens. Suddenly, like, oh, well, we haven't really seen what Corey Clement can do, but I'm hearing good things, and therefore he's going to take over one of these three other running back spots. And thus, why running back by committee sucks for all of us and – Please, God, at one point, just somebody somebody let there be a, a bell cow running back on this football team. Uh, I am still focusing on the offensive line, uh, especially after all the different movements that have happened this offseason. They feel comfortable with giving away, uh, you know, uh, Barber, and then they definitely feel comfortable, as everybody else here did too, of giving away Matt Tobin to Seattle. I still can't believe that actually happened. And more importantly, it sounds like Matt Tobin might actually have a chance to start in Seattle at left tackle. So that tells you everything you need to know about what's going on with the Seattle Seahawks offensive line and more so probably why they were just saying, okay, we'll, we'll swap a seventh uh, and a fifth here for you, Philadelphia, and we'll just ride this thing out. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm still – we haven't seen them together yet, and we've there's been a lot of pump up with this squad on – from PFF calling it the number one offensive line to, you know, oh, this is definitely, it might not be one, but it's going to be a top five. I'm not buying into any of that until it actually happens. I think Chance Warmack has had a terrible offseason and a terrible preseason, and he's just not looking good. I thought that, you know, the the optimist in me was saying, okay, back with Stoutland, yeah, you know, this is a, it's a one-year deal, so it can't be bad, and it's still not bad regardless. I mean, they can get rid of him and move on, but, you know, now you've got probably – Probably Wisniewski is going to be your backup guard and, and center to go into this thing, and we haven't seen Brooks and Sale Malu together. I'm still worried about Jason Kelsey, and I, I, I just want to see 
you know, two really nice drives of running the football. <laughs> really combining all that. Because I think the issues from the preseason, why people are freaking out, is more the offensive line than it is the running backs here. But um, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm like excited and also nervous and anxious to see these guys together here, Matt. Uh, do, do you think that, you know, wh- what's your view on, on, on the offensive line here? Uh, I guess I was sort of looking forward to seeing some of that depth as well. I think that we kind of feel like, so it's not really the answer to your question, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, I, I just want to see Dylan Gordon, right? I thought we had a, he had a really good game last week, and I kind of want to see what this guy is. But, um, you know, even even more than that, I guess, uh, well, actually talking about uh, talking about depth. Was, so you want to talk about Chance Warmack? I'm confused. No, no. I just as the offensive line as a whole, like, what do you what do you really make of this group now that they've gone through? You know, two yeah. preseason games and training camp here, and I'm still I'm still kind of up in the air is basically how I feel, and I still want to see like guys like Dylan Gordon who's been, uh, you know, crushing uh, Charles Harris. What's up? Uh, in uh, <laughs> enjoying practices here, so I just I don't know what your outlook is on the offensive line, how good they're going to be. Yeah, I uh, I think they could be pretty good. Obviously, Jason Peters is just like a just a earth shatteringly good player, so not having him around in the last couple of weeks has been tough. But I think that when you talk about the that sort of core they have, and you know maybe you swap out Kelsey for Wiz, although I don't love that, or you swap out you know even I don't know Kelsey's another guy I think could be on the move here. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked about this a lot, and mm-hmm. I guess they're playing him at first team as if they're not going to move him. But I sort of wonder, you know, I keep coming back to Tyler Orlowski or somebody like that, and could he kind of give have a good enough showing that they feel confident moving on from him, especially since they have Wiz and um, uh, Sam Malo both ready to go. But um, yeah, I think that on the whole, it should be kind of fun to watch these watch these guys go up against their uh, go up against their counterparts. Yeah, and more importantly, uh, Orlovsky's changed numbers. So he was in the fifties, and then he got more of a lineman number, I believe, in the seventies now. So also yeah. also very telling. Uh, as far, yeah, and they're really high on him too. They're they're really high on a lot of the. I mean, the guys that are still here. That's a, kind of a, a silly, obvious thing to say, but you know, I don't. Yeah, I I think Matt brings up a good point here, James. I don't think you should be completely comfortable with Jason Kelsey still being here. We know how how he works, and it just kind of it like that stuff just didn't come from nowhere, right? There was plenty of smoke. There's plenty of fire behind it too. I think they were actively looking for all that stuff. The same way they treated Jason Kelsey, the same way that they treated the Jordan Matthews situation, and we suddenly forgot about it because oh, he's here and he's practicing, he's doing his thing. But I yeah, I still think there's a pretty good chance that Jason Kelsey could be moved. Uh, and I don't know what that exactly would. I, th- I mean, I think that's kind of a, a weird thing to do. Uh, you know, when he's been with Carson this whole time and preparing for the season. But um, I don't know. What do you make of the offensive line? And what do you think of uh, of Kelsey's future still? Um, first and foremost, with Howie, like, other than Carson Wentz, he could, I feel like he could trade anybody on the team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think, you know, you know, obviously there are a few exceptions. But you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they told us today there is a 100% chance Jason Kelsey will be on the team to start the season and he's traded a day later. Like, absolutely. If they get the deal they want for him, they have the the pieces to shift around. Like, it, it's absolutely something they could do. Um, having said that, I don't think there's a market out there for Jason Kelsey right now, unless the, Colts, a big one. the yeah. Colts are... Yeah, the Colts are really the only team, and it doesn't seem like, you know, and Kelly went down a little while ago and, and nothing's happened. So, um, you know, maybe if... Uh, 
if the Colts in their next preseason game just completely get destroyed as an offensive line. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, or, or another center could go down before the season. Absolutely. Like the reason they were able to trade Matt Tobin is because George Fant went down in Seattle. So how he's been really great about, you know, you know, jumping on other teams misfortune um <laughs> obviously we know that the classic sam bradford example so um I, I, I that's certainly in play but if i had to bet right now i would bet that jason kelsey because of what you just said john all the work with wentz the the calling of the signals with the line all that type of stuff um and just as we always talk about and and also the reason why i'm not too worried about the offensive line performance so far is that you know, we haven't seen the full line and continuity, cohesion, guys working yeah. together is the most important thing with an offensive line. So until I see those five guys playing together for an extended period of time, I'm not going to judge them, you know, too harshly. Um, and, and as a result, I also think Kelsey is it's more beneficial to probably just keep him there. And if he really struggles, you can adjust. But um, you've practiced yep. the entire way this way. So unless a, a, an opportunity really presents itself, I think it's more likely than not Kelsey's the starting center. Yeah, and it's also really funny how like even in some of the uh, against Green Bay you kind of looked at like oh man that middle still getting blown up there and you you're like oh here we go with Jason Kelsey and then you went back and rewatch it like oh no no that's just Chance Warmack yeah that's that's who's causing (laughs) that stuff so yeah that's a big part of it too and and I think uh, we're all a little anxious to kind of see that that line uh, get started there although it, it might not be Kelsey and it might not look they might not do anything I just feel like there there's one more thing that's going to happen, you know, and it might just be something as simple as a, as a Tobin-esque type of trade. I don't know who it would be with. I just feel like they're not quite done yet, and it's just going to – they're going to make a couple of small moves as this thing uh, kind of winds down here. Um, overall, Matt, I, I, I just – let's just leave it at what uh, what's the thing that's going to make you excited the most – during this uh, during this preseason matchup with the Dolphins, is it you know Wentz going for a long bomb to to uh, Alshon Jeffrey has been waiting for a couple of weeks now? Or like what what's going to really excite you in this uh, in this preseason game? Uh, I'm really looking forward to Alex McAllister rolling with the ones. No, I think um, <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about Wentz at all, at, like at all None. this podcast. Yeah, have we? crazy. Uh, well, I guess we've, we've mostly been talking about bad players, um, but the yeah, I think Wentz. I'm definitely really excited to see a little bit more. You know, they tried the up-tempo thing. Are they going to go with that? Is that going to become the new normal? Uh, part of me thinks that maybe they want it to be. I hope so, um, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so I sort of think it should be kind of fun. I think it might be kind of fun to see Wentz out there with the ones and the twos. You know, that that's something we haven't really seen a lot. So, you know, we know that, like, we know that the the Matt McGloin Marcus Johnson connection cannot be beat. But what about the Carson? What about the Carson Wentz Marcus Johnson connection? You know, where do these guys? Where do his weapons sort of fit in? What about you know Wentz the tight ends? Wentz gave a big shout out and a and a huge vote of confidence to Trey Burton. That seems yep. like that's uh, that's notable. You know, are, let's see this offense get out there and get and get moving. I think you know long bombs, whatever. Let's put the ball in Aguilar's hands on another jet sweep. Give me five or six of those. I love it. The <laughs> Something run you the know, ball, something. not like that. Yeah. Ah, so not outside. <laughs> um, the, half the runs. Okay. Anyway, the the um that that I think will be will be the thing I'm most excited for. I mean, that's why that's why most of us tune in, right? We're not Absolutely. like tuning in to watch watch safeties that play in phase or like, ooh, it's a nice gel, <laughs> like whatever. Look at like the we're, footwork we're tuning, on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, oh my god! Oh, look at that. Flip his hips. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, we're we're tuning in to watch Carson Wentz carve up some dudes, and I think that yeah. these dudes are right for carving up. So let's 
to actually do it. Yeah, especially with James with you know our old, we didn't even mention our old friends Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso and all the all the you know former one year Eagles that were kind of hanging out and all your favorite Eagles. That's right, all your former and past <laughs> present Eagles in one freaking football game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I want it. To me, I want everybody to see Carson Wentz and the new safety blanket, not Jordan Matthews, but Alshon Jeffrey. Also, hot take, uh, name me something that uh, Trey Burton can't do uh, that Jordan Matthews can do. So uh, I, I really like the combination of, of whatever's going to roll in through the slot between you know, Trey Burton and Nelson Aguilar and however they're going to rotate uh, through there and Darren Sproles and the whole like of it. I really just want to see – everybody wants to see the, the offense carve it up and just just maybe a tiny – not even a dunk, maybe just a small layup against the draft Twitter. You know, just a small layup that, that just goes in there and we can celebrate it for about five seconds and then move on to week one. That's what I'm looking for, James. Yeah, uh, I, draft Twitter will get theirs. So I'm not too worried about yeah. that. What I would like to see is – Carson Wentz down the sideline to Alshon Jeffrey who catches it and stiff arms the shit out of Brandon <laughs> Maxwell who just falls like the bitch he is. Yeah, and yeah. Alshon high steps that. into the end zone. Suck it, Byron Maxwell. You sucked. Yeah. Um, so that I'd like to see that. Um, but yeah, I think it, you know you it ditto to what you guys said. I'd, I'll add to it. I'd love to see Alshon. Or, excuse me. I'm all Alshund up. I'd love to see LeGarrette Blunt just take it like right up the gut for like a 10 yes. yard touchdown, just mauling dudes over and have everyone shut the fuck up about yes. that too. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to have the uh, the running backs just the conversation kind of be kind of be done and over with as well. That would go a long way. How about this, gang? How about I'm excited, and I don't know if he's gonna go, but I'm really excited to see. Nick Foles! I'm excited to see Nick Foles. I can't oh, believe no. I'm saying that. I got so excited and knocked over the camera. I, I can't watch. I can't watch another moment. I can't watch another moment of Matt McGloin. I really can't. Please just either give me Nick Foles, give me Dane Evans, or give me death. That's that's what I'm saying. And it's not Matt McGloin the person. Matt McGloin the person is fine. A fine caliber young man from uh, from the we are nine and three Penn State uh, University. But I, they got uh, they got billboards of him up in Scranton. Oh, boy. How not. about that? Yeah. How Come about see that? Matt McGloin. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what the situation is with Nick Foles. There were a couple of whispers that they thought it was weird, but I honestly think that he's probably just a little more banged up with that elbow than uh, than some people are getting credit for, and I think he'll be fine. I don't know if he's going to go, but I would like to see him uh, in this football game. So, uh, yeah, there's, you know, and, and and granted, I can't believe we're not talking about him enough. Uh, I want to see I, more Torrey Smith. I'm, I, you know, I yes. He's a wide receiver, too, on this football team. We got to see if he actually can be. You know, like, uh, let's see that kind of combination of, uh, all right, I'm going to feed you slants and, and uh, you know, quick outs and things like that to Alshon Jeffrey as he's beating up little corners. And then I want to see the speed from Torrey Smith. I want to see that it's there. And you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a long bomb to him instead of Alshon Jeffrey to honestly to kind of get that going. So uh, it's exciting. It's you know, the third preseason game is the only one that really matters in the preseason uh, for my eyes, really. And uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun to to kind of you know uh, get this thing going. And I'm really excited that they're doing it at home against the Dolphins. Uh, just a couple of quick questions in the uh, Facebook Live chat room, and we appreciate everybody hanging out and listening live. Uh, with a good season, this comes from uh, Graham Brown. With a good season from Alshon, where do you see his contract falling years and and average cap? Man, that's a I have, I have no idea. I because I every time I think 
Here's what I think. I think Alshon Jeffrey is playing for Antonio Brown money. I don't know if he's going to get it, but in his mind, I think that's where he wants to be. I don't see him getting you know much much higher than 14 a year, uh, or where he's at, or maybe just a larger guaranteed. And you know, it's it's 12 to 13 million throughout the uh, his his years, which would probably be about three to four years somewhere around there. I don't know. That's that's what I expect at least, man. Are you expecting anything? Higher, lower than that, if he has a really good season here, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. I'm terrible at this. Yeah, we, I don't know. I think we all are. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing is that like he's not like a the guy, like right. not like as a player, but like as a person, right? You know, since he's sort of a, a little bit more like Larry Fitzgerald's been getting paid for like a while based on yeah. like oh everybody loves him, and that's at least a big part of it because his agent gets to go and be like, hey man. Everybody loves Larry. Uh, I don't think Alshon has that. And it's the same with Antonio Brown. I'm not sure Alshon's got that kind of command. but uh, And I do think that stuff matters, but it's really hard to say. I, I, sure, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. James, any other any other thoughts on uh, Jeffrey's uh, cap number? No, I, I think that's. A, I, I think he'll end up in the, the Dez, Julio, Demarius. If he has a great year, like he'll end yeah. up in – like basically what his incentive – like contract would get him for this one year. I think that'll be kind of what like 14 mil a year ish is my guess, maybe 15 max. But, um, I, you know, with the injury history and stuff, I, he's not going to get Antonio Brown money. That yeah. Sounds high. And he's not, he's not Antonio Brown. Yeah, exactly. He's not Antonio Brown. Uh, I do think, I do think at, at his best, Alshon is without a doubt, a top 10 wide receiver. And I hope he gets to prove that here for, for one year. Cause it'll be, It'll be really exciting, yeah. Uh, even if he the, the end up, ends up does not working out or whatever, he's got to move on or chases the money or whatever. It'll be it'll be fun for Wentz uh, for one year, and uh, we'll hopefully <laughs> hopefully that happens. Uh, I I am uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, it's uh, it's kind of amazing that uh, the only thing I'll say is that Sheldon Gibson got a lot of a lot of talk when he was drafted, and I don't think his name. <laughs> comes up once uh, throughout any of this as as being that you know six wide receiver on this team and um, you know Marcus it just goes to show uh, Marcus Johnson and Mac Hollins have had fantastic camps and then it's kind of up in the air between you know Greg Ward and the the four other random uh, wide receivers that they signed uh, towards the end there but uh, James your uh, your final thoughts as we're rolling out here pal no more McGloin that's all I yeah. got no more McGloin uh, Matt your final thoughts buddy um yeah i got one we got a lot of we got a lot of converts and projects here i'm not sure how this compares to other teams around the league or years past but just as i'm going through the list i've pretty much just been scrolling up and down through the roster this whole time uh off the top of my head we got um well let's go go in reverse order so we have adam zaruba right project rugby player the canada guy yeah uh, Great sort of blocker so far. Thing. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. See, now I would think that he might be able to push for a for a uh, roster spot just based on his um, uh, b- based on his uh, uh, personal protector ability. And um, what else? Uh, Nate Jerry uh, and Greg Ward. I mean, that's three guys right there. These yep. are all three guys. You're kind of like this is at least something interesting. You know, Greg Ward seems like he's having a good camp. That's not nothing. Uh, you know, Adam Zaruba. He's Apparently 26, but like, you know, <laughs> he, could he make it as because he's a grown ass man who knows how to block because he's played rugby for so long? You know, Nate Jerry, these are all things. Could these guys take the next step? Could they take to it like a fish to water? And could they really push? And, and if so, they could really help this team, right? These are all guys who play spot at spots where there's time to be had. 
So I guess the exception of tight end. So I don't know, something kind of interesting. Um, you know, you're always when you always talk about these projects, there's always a sort of lottery ticket kind of uh, mentality there. And I uh, hope we win. Yeah, we're still looking for the the uh, Alejandro Villanueva, you know, <laughs> project that, oh, no, we let them go. And now he's with the Steelers and he's a left tackle. And, oh, my God, they signed him to a contract. I do think that, yeah, that you're absolutely right. They have uh, they have a lot of these guys that they can they can work and mold and. Even uh, you know, even Deuce McAllister it's, had, had classified that um, he looks at Corey Clement that way. It's his, it's his project. So there are a lot of different. Oh, projects. is it like a Kia that you fix up? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Into a Hyundai <laughs> or a Saab, a nice like old yeah, Saab just, that your grandfather gave <laughs> to you. Ooh, oh yeah. my! Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this game. I hope you guys are too. I just want to wish a congratulations to our old friend Shio Kapadia, who's coming back to town. If you haven't heard already. Uh, no more ESPN for him. Him and uh, Derek Bodner, Bo Wolf, uh, Charlie O'Connor from uh, from Broad Street Hockey is going to go over there. It's going to be some fantastic coverage. I'm sure there's more names to come out. Uh, we've heard a lot of them, uh, too. We, we just want to allow them to kind of uh, present themselves on their own however they see fit. But, yeah, Shio Kapati is coming back to Philadelphia, so hopefully we can get him back on the show and all of that uh, fun stuff that's happening throughout there. Uh, a big thank you to all you guys for listening once again. It's been uh, it's been a, it's been great switching over to the daily format and getting really good positive feedback from that. So we really 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 do appreciate all that. We're going to try and keep those pumping out. And like we said, uh, Teron Davenport and Barrett Brooks uh, couldn't do Tuesday, so they're going to shift and do Friday and uh, and pick up the pieces where we lost out in the post game show. Post game show will be live just like this right after the final whistle. Uh, James and I will break it down and we'll get into all sorts of stuff that happened in the game, go through cuts, and for our Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash BGN radio. Get ready because all of uh, all of our twenty five dollars subscribers that helped us out through uh, this entire uh, year, your time to shine is coming. You're going to be uh, you know a segment on uh, on the podcast. We're going to get you rolling. We're going to get the times that you are available uh, so you can be a part of you know the BGN Radio dailies and BG, the BGN Radio shows all together. Very exciting times, and we want to thank you for that. So for uh, myself, I am John Barchard for Matt Daring, and of course James Seltzer. We want to thank you for listening to BGN Radio episode number two. 53 right here on bleedinggreennation.com and a bgnradio.com. We'll see you tomorrow night, guys. Thank you.